This is an ABC podcast. G'day, this is Russia if you're listening. I'm Matt Bevan and yes, the Mueller Report is out. I'm here with Ruby Jones. Hello. Hi, Ruby. Hi. And Will Ockenden is here too. Hello. Uh, they produce the show. Uh, today we're going to tell you uh, some of our favourite things that we've found in the report so far and answer a few questions that you've sent in. As for what, you know, the way that this is all being received so far, Trump supporters say this is all a total exoneration. We begin tonight with a Fox News alert. The witch hunt is officially over. The Mueller report is out and the President of the United States has been totally and completely vindicated. Mueller's investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government, and that's making Donald Trump very happy. I'm having a good day too. It was called No Collusion, No Obstruction. But did he obstruct justice? Well, according to, like, literally half of the report that I have sitting in front of me, kind of yes. And... It's certainly not game over as far as the Democrats are concerned. It should worry all Americans, not just Democrats or Republicans. This president is unfit to lead. He has shown time and time again his utter disdain for our democratic process. He's got to go. So the Mueller report is out. Uh, Matt has printed off a copy already and put it in a big big binder. (laughs) Have a listen to this. Ready? Very organized. Here it is. That's a big that's a big binder sounding noise. Are you going to keep it? Are you going to take it home with you? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I've, I've got a highlighter as well. So let's start very broadly. What has the report found? What do you think that What do you think the headline items are that jumped out when you first uh, opened it up? Uh, well, look, two things. Firstly, the uh, the report is two reports actually. It's uh, you know it's a volume one, which is all about Russian collusion, conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia to influence the 2016 presidential election or lack thereof. And the second half, the second volume is all about Donald Trump's obstruction of justice, the the investigation into whether or not Donald Trump obstructed justice. The first volume about Russia is you know, pretty heavily redacted, and the redactions are all the bits that we didn't know. There are there are a lot of headlines about things that we didn't know before, but you can tell by the number of redactions that there's a lot here that, um, you know, we don't know either because there is an ongoing investigation into that or because Mueller decided not to prosecute or not to look into that or for various reasons. So that's the the first half of the report. All the biggest bombshells that everybody's talking about, though, are in the second volume of the report, which is all about Donald Trump. And it is almost not, there's almost no redactions in that half of the report at all. Basically, what it is about, it is 180 or so pages essentially saying that this is what Donald Trump did in order to try and get in the way of the investigation into his campaign. I think uh, you can tell from the, the table of contents uh, for the for the second report, it's, it's like, I'm just looking at it now, the president's efforts to curtail the special counsel investigation, then four points on that. Then the president's yes. efforts to prevent disclosure of emails, uh, and then four points on that. President's efforts to have the Attorney General take over the investigation and so yep. on and so forth. Yes. Uh, there's a lot. It's a, it's a three and a half page table of contents and all of it is about Donald Trump. And there is an enormous amount here that we didn't know. Some we did. Efforts to curtail the special counsel investigation included tweets that Donald Trump sent quite publicly saying it's time to shut down Robert Mueller and all that sort of thing. Um, however, there is also an enormous amount of conversations that he had with his 
White House aides that we didn't know about, and this is what everybody's talking about at the moment. And we also found out there are more investigations ongoing. We knew two were happening, uh, yes. but there are now still 12, and we don't know anything about them because that's got the, the, uh, the blackout pen. Yes. So the third last page of the entire report, so you've got to kind of wade right into it before you get to it, but it says uh, referrals is is what the third last page says. And it's 14 separate uh, investigations that Robert Mueller has referred to other parts of the Justice Department, to other investigators, other prosecutors. And we only know about two of them. One is uh, the one about Michael Cohen and uh, various things about him. The other one is about Gregory Craig, who is a lawyer and is sort of connected to Paul Manafort's work in Ukraine. But Used there to be are, yeah. Oba- President Obama's uh, yeah. under the Obama administration. What was his role there? Yeah, so he was uh, White House counsel uh, to <laughs> President Obama, although the investigation into him is all about things that he did when he went into private practice after he left the White House. So broadly speaking, Volume 1 is about Russia and Volume 2 is about obstruction, whether or not Trump obstructed the investigation. But what's Volume 1 about? What What's all the Russia stuff? Basically, the Mueller investigation determined that after extensive investigation, they didn't find that anyone uh, involved with Donald Trump committed a crime. They weren't part of any conspiracy with Russia to influence the uh, election, although it makes it clear it wasn't through lack of trying. For example, it talks about Don Jr.'s meeting with Rob Goldstone and all the Russians that we talked about a few episodes ago. Mueller says that he couldn't find evidence that was going to prove that Donald Trump Jr. knew that what he was doing was illegal. And that's one of the things you need to be able to prove in order to bring an investigation. Okay, so even so, if you do something that's illegal, if you didn't know it was illegal, then you then you sweep. Well, in this case, that's what uh, that's what Robert Mueller has decided. In in this case, um, you know, also he thinks that he didn't quite have enough, uh, you know, other evidence to bring it. But one of the things he's saying is that he doesn't think that Donald Trump thought that what he was doing was illegal. It also talks about Paul Manafort, who was apparently sending briefings to his old boss, the Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska, through a common connection. Uh, what Constantine. sort of briefings was he sending? Well, he was basically, uh, according to Muller, he was saying, uh, basically giving Deripaska information about the campaign's plans, its polling data, and also talked about the battleground states that they intended to be, uh, they intended to work on uh, in order to try and win the election. And, you know, this uh, potentially is, pr- would provide us with a missing link about w- how the Russians knew which parts of America to target, although uh, Robert Mueller doesn't see enough evidence that um, that Manafort assisted the Russians in any sort of a way there to bring a criminal prosecution against him. The other thing is uh, that after Donald Trump asked Russia to find Hillary Clinton's emails and gave this podcast a name... Russia, if you're listening... I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. The Trump campaign, through Michael Flynn, according to Mueller, commissioned an effort to try and contact foreign hackers, including Russian hackers, to try and find Hillary Clinton's uh, deleted emails, but failed. And seemingly the reason that, that wasn't found to be a crime is because they failed. They didn't do it. So what, they, they failed they tried to, to find do... some hackers? That what they found Though they failed to find hackers who had Hillary Clinton's deleted emails. We still haven't seen those emails, so it's possible that nobody has them at all. So, you know, basically that, that wasn't a crime because 
they didn't actually succeed in what they were trying to do. We've heard uh, Trump's supporters through the media and Trump himself. Many times he called this a witch hunt uh, that was out to get him. Was it a witch hunt, do you think, given that Mueller's found no conspiracy? Is Trump right? You know, that's a very good question, actually, because kind of what's happened is um, Mueller went off to find some witches and he found a lot of people making potions and doing spells in the forest, uh, but determined that none of them were actually witches. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, you know, to try and uh, extend the metaphor there. But, you know, um, <laughs> the woods are full of people doing magic, but they're not actual witches. So, you know, the interesting thing about all this is that had Donald Trump let the investigation proceed and never, you know, attempted to interfere with it in any way, then we may have a report that is half the length and says that nothing, you know, and has no negative implications for Donald Trump at all. But what we have is a, uh, a very large report that has a lot of bad news for Donald Trump in it almost entirely in the second half of it. So the this is a sort of mailbag episode. You you asked for a few questions and we got yeah. uh, one from uh, Melissa Welker on Twitter and she says, Trump actively attempted to obstruct the Mueller investigation on numerous occasions, even instructing McGahn to get rid of Mueller. Uh, why isn't this an offence? Yeah, so this is, this is all des- described in volume two of the report. So... Uh, essentially what volume two says is that Donald Trump on a number of occasions, both publicly and privately, attempted to either stop the Mueller investigation from existing or change the rules of the Mueller investigation so that they couldn't, uh, that they had to stop probing into his business and his campaign. But essentially all of his aides refused to do it. Essentially the only thing that stopped the president from Uh, shutting the Mueller investigation down is that nobody would do it for him. But the answer to Melissa's question about why this isn't an offence is laid out quite explicitly by Robert Mueller in the first page of the second volume. And basically what he says is that Mueller doesn't think that he's allowed to indict a president while he's the president. But uh, according to Justice Department rules, the president does, that, that immunity for the president only lasts until Donald Trump is not the president anymore. So Mueller says what he and his team have done is put together a guide to the crimes that someone could charge the president with in the future. He says, to quote him, they conducted a thorough factual investigation in order to preserve the evidence when memories were fresh and documentary materials were available. And he says, and this is the crucial part, really the most important two sentences of the entire report, he says... If we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. So to explain what that means, Robert Mueller investigated Donald Trump for obstruction of justice. He says... If I could tell you that Donald Trump didn't commit a crime, I would. But because I can't prosecute him, here's all the facts, just in case someone decides to prosecute him in the future, potentially when he's not in office as president anymore. This is very scary stuff for Donald Trump. This is basically a roadmap for future prosecutors to use to indict him for crimes 
if they decide to, after he is out of the office of the presidency. Isn't it also the biggest fence-sitting statement of all time? Yeah, he's kind of saying these are the facts, make up your own mind. He could he sort could of, say he yes. could say yes it was obstruction of justice or he could say no it was not given all the evidence that he has in front of him but in the middle it seems he's, he's sort of sitting, sitting in the middle he's like well maybe uh, maybe well, it's not he uh, he would argue and he does in the uh, in the beginning paragraphs of the report of the uh, the second volume that it's not fair to say I think Donald Trump committed some crimes but I'm not going to take him to trial that's not fair the justice system essentially allows you to defend yourself. But if Robert Mueller goes, look, you committed this crime, but I'm not going to prosecute you. I'm just going to say you committed a crime and leave it at that. Then Donald Trump never has the ability to defend himself. So Mueller is basically saying, it's not fair for me to make a determination on this. I'm going to leave it up to someone in the future when the full force of the justice system is available for someone to uh, to probe into this and see whether or not Donald Trump really did commit a crime here. Okay, so the world has had the whole Easter break to look over the report, read through it with a fine-tooth comb, just like you have, Matt. What has the reaction been, the political reaction in the States? Twofold. Um, essentially, Donald Trump's side is sticking to the guns that they have been firing for the last four weeks since uh, um, Bill Barr issued his uh, statement uh, saying that uh, he wasn't going to prosecute Donald Trump for obstruction of justice and that he wasn't uh, and, th- and that Mueller didn't find any evidence of a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. Trump is saying no obstruction, no collusion, and I've been cleared by the Attorney General. And that's partially true. It's true that no collusion was found. But to say that the Attorney General has the ability to clear him of obstruction of justice is really a misrepresentation of what the report says. The report says that it's up to Congress and future prosecutors to decide whether or not the president committed obstruction of justice. There is no part of the report that indicates that Robert Mueller was handing this to the Attorney General to make a decision. So it's good news and bad news for Trump. But the bad news potentially in the future will outweigh the good news. As for everyone else, the Democrats are already split a little bit about what to do next. Already uh, you have Democratic presidential candidates uh, like Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg saying uh, it's time to start impeachment proceedings. Yeah, we've got a question sort of along those lines from Dave Ellis on Twitter. So he says the terms of reference for the Mueller investigation were relatively restrictive. They've been answered in the report. But what's the likelihood that anything meaningful will come from this? I don't quite know what he means by meaningful, but people are starting to talk about impeachment, aren't they? Yes, they are. And Democratic presidential candidates are starting to do that as well, which is uh, you know, an important thing because they have potentially the most to lose if the impeachment debate isn't popular. Impeachment is something that has been unpopular for people who push it in the past. When Bill Clinton was impeached, basically everybody who was really pushing hard for his impeachment, their careers never recovered. But these people are, you know, Buttigieg and Warren are tying themselves to this. Uh, as for whether the Congress will do it, it's all a political decision, whether or not they think that it's going to harm their chances of defeating him in 2020 or not. And it's still not clear exactly what 
decision they're going to make on that. Uh, but in terms of Dave's question, which is, you know, um, about the terms of reference for the Mueller inquiry being uh, restrictive, the Mueller inquiry, as we've already discussed, had a number of spin-offs. There's a whole bunch of stuff uh, that is still being investigated. And it's, it's clear that various congressional investigation committees are going to start probing Donald Trump's business as well. There's nothing about Donald Trump's finances or business in this report at all. It's entirely left blank and that'll be up to Congress to investigate further. Yeah, a couple of last quick questions on that. So Lyra Delacroix on Twitter wants to know, can Barr halt the other investigations going on that Mueller farmed out? For example, any involving Trump in the Southern District of New York, would it be considered obstruction of justice if he did, given all that we know about him now? Uh, Yes, I imagine that we would find out very quickly if Barr was intervening in these things. He is allowed to do so. He's the Attorney General. uh, But it would be very uh, dicey for him, given that Donald Trump is potentially in legal jeopardy in the future for obstruction of justice. I would be surprised if uh, Bill Barr is, uh, you know, keen at all to tie himself to that as well, particularly if, you know, if he's starting to try and intervene in investigations into Donald Trump, that could be very problematic for him in the future. On Barr, we had the letter, as you mentioned, a few weeks ago, four weeks ago, uh, the four-page summary of the 400-something-page report. What has been said about that letter versus what was actually in the report? Was it a fair summary or has it uh, left a few things um, unmentioned? Well, a lot of people are saying that it was massively misleading. Uh, Basically, what he said is that Robert Mueller did a bunch of investigating into obstruction of justice, uh, didn't quite have enough information, you know, wasn't sure that he was ready to prosecute. uh, So he handed it over to me to make a decision and I've decided not to prosecute, which is not at all what the report says. The report says, I don't think I can prosecute the president and so I'm going to hand it over to Congress and future prosecutors, not the Attorney General. But the Attorney General says it's up to me. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of people who are already talking about potentially, um, try attempting to impeach Bill Barr, get him out of there, perhaps, which, which, which would potentially be an easier thing to do than get Donald Trump out of there. Um, but it's going to reflect poorly on him in, uh, the history books that are written about this, I think. Well, there's another question from Twitter. Do you think it's possible for the Democratic Party to force Barr to give them the unredacted copy of the Mueller report? Probably. They're going to try that almost immediately. So we will have a a definitive answer to that pretty quickly. Various members of Congress have top security clearance and so they can look at the unredacted copy of the Mueller report. The only thing that's really, that they can certainly look at uh, ongoing investigations. So that's one of the types of redactions. They can also look at intelligence gathering techniques, which is another of the redactions. Uh, The one question is whether or not they'll be able to have a look at the grand jury redactions, as in things that were redacted because they were brought before a grand jury but did not lead to an indictment. And uh, that's kind of a complicated question about whether they'll be able to get that stuff unredacted. It sort of requires them to begin impeachment proceedings potentially before that they can before they can look at that. So yeah, but, but that's going to start, that's going to be fought out in the courts pretty quickly, I think. 
All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Go and write your next episode. It's about McGann, who we yes. mentioned briefly at the t- uh, during the middle of this chat. Uh, who, yes. who is he and why are we going to talk about him? So Don McGann is, um, well, he's the White House counsel. So he's uh, the lawyer for the White House. And it's his job to, uh, you know, give the president legal advice on various things. And Donald Trump, according to the report, multiple times asked him to do things in order to um, uh, impede the Mueller investigation, get in the way of it or even shut it down. And um, essentially Don McGahn said no and then reported everything, all of his interactions with Trump to the special counsel. So that should be out Thursday and... uh... Yeah, well, I'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, get to it. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.